0: Hey Smelly Bellies, this is a pretty awkward introduction because I am recording this from work, at my work, right now. So I have to be kind of quiet and not as animated because they frown upon that at my work. And if I'm too animated then I get beat. Anyway, so this episode is fantastic. You're gonna love it. It's Mad Max, it's a fantastic new root beer that I found, and let's just say me and Phil are just chatting it up. We have our lovely playful banter just like always. It's everything you know and love about Smelly Cast. Hit it. I, uh I've, I'm gonna, I've said it once and I'm going to say it again, I think that I am more excited than you about this episode.
1: There is no way on this green earth that you are more excited about this than I am.
0: Definitely more excited and definitely more qualified to talk about this movie. I think on
1: a scale of one to ten, I'm going to murder you if you say that again.
0: <laughs> well, Okay. I, I want to get into this as quickly as possible, so let's let's first get sodas out of the way.
1: Fine. I'm going to take a sip here of my Mr. Pib from Chipotle.
0: <sighs> I wish I had a Chipotle anywhere near me.
1: Me too. This is from Albuquerque, where I just was.
0: So how far did you drive just for that soda?
1: I drove 50 miles.
0: 50 miles. You drove 50 miles to go to Chipotle... And then just to drive back home. 100-mile trip just for Chipotle.
1: Right. And then that weird stop I had at the airport to pick up that guy that was stuck there. But anyway, I went there for Chipotle. Weirdos.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm busting out. I'm really excited. I, I got a fresh new stock of sodas from Poppin' Sweets oh,
1: nice. with
0: their new location in American Fork, Utah.
1: Chijing. So
0: super close to me, and I can just stop by there on my way home from work. So this is a Saint John Brewers, Virgin Islands root beer. Pretty excited about ooh. this guy. It's been a while since I've had a root beer on yeah. the show. Ooh. Let's, ooh, see. But uh, it's, it is made with cane sugar, which is a big deal. Like that's kind of a prerequisite for any good root beer. It's
1: kind of a prerequisite for any good craft soda, in my opinion.
0: I'm really excited because this has a lot of anus in it. Um, you know, in reading the flavors, cane sugar, wintergreen oil, and anus, and then vanilla spices, herbs. I think but you mean the anus, anus is what. Whoa! Check out this head. <laughs> whoa! She's not going down, man.
1: Could you float a cap on that?
0: You could totally. You could like
1: bounce a quarter off of that. That's a thank you, Colby Dan Clifford, for teaching me that one.
0: Well, I'm just guzzling the head here. I can't even get to the soda. That is a good sign, though. That is a good sign if I can't even get to my soda. That looks good. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Wow. Mm. Gosh. Dang, this is a really good root beer, Phil. Yeah. Like This is, like, fantastic. You like, better than Virgil's? Oh my gosh. They retweeted me. This is up there with the Virgils. Really? I have not had a root beer that's up with the Virgils in like a long time. Whoa. There is something special here. You're going to have to check this thing out. St. John Brewer's Virgin Islands root beer. I was not expecting this. I was expecting like something
1: kind of pathetic, but... (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It can be kind of hit or miss. Just because it's in a glass bottle does not make it a craft soda, in my opinion. What makes it a craft soda? Um, I think it's the quality. There's got to be quality that goes into it. and so
0: This doesn't, like, say anything about the brewers on it or, like, anything about the company. There's not even, like, a website.
1: You know what amazes me is how full your glass is and you have yet to pour anything out of your bottle. What do you mean? Like, look at your bottle and how much you have left in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. My bottle's like
0: half full, and my glass is still
1: full. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, all right.
0: Let's top notch. Well, let's get into the beefy cheese (laughs) of this episode.
1: Phil, what are we talking about? I think we should play the intro and let them guess.
0: Okay. I mean, not that they haven't read the title already,
1: (laughs) but here we go. Okay. Is Max, my world is reduced to a single instinct survive. Dream! As the world fell, it was hard to know who was more crazy me or everyone else. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! did R, May fifteenth.
0: Phil, give me your give me your Nux impression again. Give it to me
1: again. The <laughs> which one? The Nux. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I love it so, so much. Phil,
0: <laughs> I, I I was not as excited about this as this film as you were. I like, told you. I mean, I you did you told me and and it definitely based on the trailer it looked so epic like so epic, but I want to know what you think like just just you take us in there because you're the one that you've seen all of the old ones like multiple times mm-hmm. you're big because this falls into like your childhood this is one of those movies that you were raised on yeah right?
1: absolutely this is my roots. This is roots. Phil Hudson roots, so I grew up watching these shows with my dad like this is the this is the like quintessential Hudson film is Mad Max like more so than Rambo oh well, Rambo Three was like my favorite film i don't, like as a kid. But when I think about watching movies with my dad, it's watching Mad Max, and it's it's this weird Australian like film about dystopian yeah yeah, some kid with like a boomerang that cuts off fingers the feral feral kid (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's so good so oh so I have just been I have just been so ecstatic and just excited ever since I found out they were making another Mad Max like I've just been freaking out and. For me, growing up watching these films and then seeing, you know, now we're at an age where people our age or very close to our age are making films now and seeing the Mad Max references, like there are so many references to Thunderdome, which is the third Mad Max. Which I have not seen. I have to just be brutally honest with our belly buttons out there. You got to watch that one. It's It's, it's, it's on my list. I'm going to try to watch it tomorrow. But Thunderdome, like just things like that, just having them part of pop culture and then seeing another one. Oh, that just that just makes my day. That just makes me so happy. So, so there were there were a lot of
0: things that I, I mean. So I've only I only recently saw Mad Max Two because you told me that's where I should start.
1: Yeah. And this, I know that's kind this. of blasphemy to some people. I talked to a friend of mine who said that the first one is his favorite. Really? Um, yeah, but for me, it's. Two, I read a lot one. of
0: stuff online after you told me that, saying that like a lot of people think the first one's kind of weird compared yeah. to the second and the and the third.
1: Well, Yeah, well, it's not even Mad Max Two; it's just The Road Warrior, right? That's what people refer to it as, and a lot of people, myself included, for a long time, thought it was the first one. Just, I mean, not from the storyline; it's just it's the one that's most memorable to me. Oh, for sure, with Humongous and like (laughs) the clan of weird people.
0: Oh man! Yeah. So, so how excited were you in watching Mad Max? There were definitely a lot of tie-ins with the old ones, like you know, I mean, all the vehicles the the sets the locations the way that they talk like yep. their slang that they use yep. and uh, like talk about that like how, did did that strike a chord with you
1: yeah definitely there's uh, there's actually this part where you see him like one of the girls mm. play with a music box yeah yeah. Yeah. It's
0: totally like a homage to the second one, to yep. Mad Max 2.
1: Yep. There's just little things like that that just made me like really happy. So, I mean, I got to be honest, even just in the trailer, like just watching the trailer before I watched the film, I was freaking out just because See, I, I was so well, excited.
0: Yeah, and for me, I didn't know as much what to expect, like because I didn't know anything about it. Like I hadn't seen any Mad Max. I mean, I had heard of Mad Max and it's like one of those like yeah, that's one of those like classic 80s movies, right? But I, but I didn't know what I was looking at, and so for me, it was like, "What is this, and why is there this huge caravan of just monsters just <laughs> rolling through the Australian outback? yeah like really cool, but you were so excited that it then made me excited and and because I feed off of you, really. <laughs> really like everything in my life i have to I have to get like okay from you, permission whatever,
1: let's just not be dumb.
0: No, but I. But really, though, like it, after talking to you about it and seeing how excited you were, I was like, "Dang, maybe there is going to be something to this." Oh my so gosh! Oh. I'm glad. I'm glad that I listened to your words of wisdom. So, for for the people that don't know. Mad Max, can we just give like an overall, Oh, and we should drop, we should drop the spoiler warning here. We're going to talk spoilers now. Yep. So if you haven't seen Mad Max and you're really going to, or you're a big fan, you know, switch off, go watch it, come back. Yep. But uh, if not, listen on. Now, Phil, give us a, give us a backstory about Mad Max and, uh, and what, what's caused him to become Mad Max.
1: Yeah. So his wife and kid were killed. So they were killed. By roving gangs of bad people. Yep. And so now he's in a survival mode in this film where he's just trying to get by and taking care of himself. He and, literally has nothing to lose. Right, uh, other than his life. So he's just trying to survive. He's just trying to get by day by day.
0: Well, I guess maybe his dog in this one. Did Does he have a dog in the third one? Uh, I don't remember. Okay, well,
1: he has, he has a dog. Are he we talking maybe. about Road Warrior or are we talking about Fury Road?
0: Oh, I'm talking about Fury Road. There's no but dog we, There's no dog in this one, Fury Road. Was that in two? Yeah. That was in two then. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Come on, man. I guess I'm talking about I'm talking about two. <laughs> it's a road it's all
1: blending together. That's a good that's actually a good sign. <laughs> oh, so good. Well it's I mean it's it's George Miller. It's his it's his films. So
0: George Miller, I did a little bit of looking up on this guy. Yeah. Master Dude, mind. this guy's got like a weird so did you look up his movies? What what are they? So okay, so he did all three of the original Mad Maxes, right? Then he did a bunch of weird, obscure stuff, <laughs> and then, and, he then did... and then he did freaking
1: Babe, Babe, Happy Babe Pig in the City, Happy, Happy Feet, Feet, The Witches of Happy East, and Happy Feet Two, Witches of Eastwick. <laughs>
0: and what like what is this guy? Yep. like he goes from making these like brutal, like super graphic, not super graphic, but like graphic action films. And then he just flips and does four or five kids, kids movies. <laughs> Granted successful ones too. So I, I did some digging today about this cause I was so confused by it. And I've been, I've been wondering, and I found an interview that he did and he talked about how to him, he doesn't see a difference between babe and Mad, Mad, Mad Max. Really? What he he said? What he is is he's a storyteller, and he said to him, they are bo- they are all compelling stories that he is trying to share. It doesn't matter what the, like the format is. It's, 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 admirable. Story. it's admirable. It's yeah. admirable because
1: he's not pigeonholed. Like a lot of people no way. a lot of people are stuck doing their thing. And so a lot of people give Robert Rodriguez a lot of crap too because he yeah. went from making, you know, you know, Desperado and Once Upon a Time in Mexico to making Spy Kids and Shark Boy and Lava Girl, right? And all these other kid films. But, I liked I liked Spy Kids. <laughs> but, but his thing is he said, I wanted to make movies my kids could watch and my kids wanted to make movies, so I made them. And he made them mm-hmm. under budget, so he now has he's trusted by Disney and those people to make more movies, and they're huge successes, so he makes yeah. the movies he wants to, and it's an opportunity for him to make movies with his kids. this is cool yeah
0: well uh, and it's I think it's cool that you know and who knows maybe George Miller had a similar thing, like maybe his kids were growing up, and that's kind of why he got into the babe train right. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I love babe, yeah who didn't? babe is a great Gosh, movie. Yeah, man. But but it's just like, what? Yep. All these Mad Maxes and, like, all these, like, other films. And then, boom. Babe. Babe, <laughs> babe pig in
1: the city. Oh, it's brilliant, man. <laughs> anyway. Well. So... Yeah, so, so going back to the film, right, so so that's yeah, yeah. that's Max, and so we, we go in, and he's just trying to run, and these people capture him, and they capture him, and they test his blood, and they find out that he is O positive, so he's a universal donor. Yes. So he becomes a blood bag. That is literally his purpose now in life. He's in a cage, and his whole job is to replenish the blood of lost war boys people which
0: i did not catch in in when i watched mad max oh. 2 i did not understand that the that the people on the front of those buggies were hooked up to the drivers it didn't
1: explain it didn't explain that it did, it nope didn't. but, uh, well, but it,
0: i wasn't sure if i just missed nope, it or not but did, when i was watching the like fury road i was like what I've never, that's m- what they're doing up there
1: Yep. You don't think that. So it's now an opportunity for George Miller to explain what they are. Isn't that
0: crazy? So cool that it's been that way for like three films. I don't know about the first one, but like, and then all of a sudden, boom, this is, this is what's really going on here. Right.
1: It's so great. Like, and that alone was just brilliant. The fact that, I mean, it's just that to me, all right, I'm just going to say it. This is a five out of five for me. It is one. I mean, it is a five out of five. It is a perfect film in my opinion i mean the, the sound design the mise-en-scene the cinematography the directing the acting every piece of this was, was spot really on and oh it's, it it is yeah. so good and that storytelling aspect the yeah. fact that it's such a detailed world that they have it detailed even down to the fact that it's friggin' blood bag like that's not just a plot device you know, right. that's obviously something he's been thinking about since like the 70s. Totally. So it's brilliant. And it's just so, so amazing to me. Like I watch this film and I think, wow, I will never be able to write something this epic. And I have to try. Like, it's you so do. good. The other thing is um, there's this great interview that I heard, uh, and I can't remember the producer's name, but he's the producer who did a bunch of different films, including Riddick's, like The Chronicles of Riddick and Riddick, and he said that when they're looking for a film to produce, they're looking for three major set pieces, okay? Okay. Three major set pieces and three things that that really stand out, and you definitely have this in this film. You have the giant, like, the Citadel, right? So big. Right? There's the gas town and, and the bullet farm, which you don't see in this, right. Right? right? But then you also have um the big archway where you have to go through. Oh yeah. Right?
0: At the at the at the beginning of the, the
1: canyon. Right yeah, right before you go into the wasteland. And then Where they where they collapse it in the end. Right. And then the truck itself. The truck itself in my is to me the third set piece.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. it is man, it is just so good like it is just good 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 so good go watch it if you haven't if you have watch it again yeah
0: so i was shocked i was shocked to hear that there was like very little cgi yeah like like the the only cgi that they really did was on charlie Theron's um arm because it's her character is an amputated arm and that was like one of the only things that they did yeah uh, like all the effects are really practical effects and um Oh the other thing I love is also was so subtle.
1: Like her arm being on was a subtle thing. It wasn't like she wasn't gonna make right away. It yeah, just like no. you, all of a sudden you just like notice it. You're yeah, like,
0: you're just kinda like, Wait, what is is she missing an arm? <laughs> yeah. Um I guess so one other thing that I thought was interesting that I wanted to ask you about, so I guess he shot this in sequence. So Tell me why do you think he did that, and why like why do you do that? Because, I I've heard like over the years that it's just way more like effective, cost effective, and like as far as like planning it out just to shoot it in whatever's convenient.
1: I think it's because the set pieces were moving set pieces because they were vehicles, and so you had to Mm -hmm. show the degradation of the vehicles. Oh, because there was definitely a point, and I'm trying to remember what point it was where I where I was like wow look at that like it's totally just like it's a actually torn beat up, up. Yeah. beat up truck and i'm like that must have been so hard to set decorate every single day to do mm-hmm. that so if they shot it in sequence i mean that makes way more sense to me
0: that's true interesting well what about what about our villain um
1: oh uh what is his name, his name? Joe? immortal
0: immortal immortal immortal
1: joe more to Joe. Yeah. He, he was
0: crazy looking. Oh, yeah.
1: That was great. That bag on the back, that, like, respirator <sighs> bag. He's like, so cancerous creepy. lumps. So
0: that guy was a character in the original Mad Max.
1: Who was he? Well,
0: he played a different guy named, like, Cut Toes or Cut... I don't know. Hmm. I, I saw it earlier. Um, let me pull it up real quick. But uh, he was so evil looking. But so, so great. Don't you think? Yeah,
1: he was great. Amorto Joe was awesome. I mean everything about him, his like weird like body like body armor and his like his
0: name is Hugh Keys Byrne. And he's a creepy looking dude. And he played in the original Mad Max
1: Toe Cutter. Hmm. Okay. Characters name. I need to rewatch the original Mad Max. I think I'm going to do that tonight, actually, because it has been a long time since I've seen the first one.
0: Because yeah, I guess I guess there's even a um, like a flashback or something that Matt, that Max has in Fury Road where it shows Toe Cutter. Huh. So like, there's kind of interesting. So I was hoping for just like a little uh, cameo with with Mel Gibson. Yeah. What about you? Were you? Nah,
1: I'm, I was glad they didn't actually.
0: Like, even if he would have just been like, I don't know, just like a dude in the, in the Citadel. You think you know? he would have done that? I don't know if he would have. I was just hoping to be like, hey, that was, oh, there he goes. That uh, was Mel Gibson. Yeah. Just because uh, he, just because he like established that, the franchise, Well, you know? well that
1: was, the, that was his establishing thing too. It established him as an actor. Yeah. So it's yeah, totally. so, so it's not just I mean it, it kind of goes both ways. But yeah, that was his like big big break was Mad Max. Mm-hmm. So um he did show up at the premiere which was I mean cool
0: oh yeah i did see that yeah
1: that's cool well, well well, the interesting thing here to note guys if you're questioning how good it really is tom hardy who plays mad max now signed a contract for three more films yeah are you so excited i am so excited and the next one mad max the wasteland yeah. it's already starting filming i am so happy Ugh. so happy crazy.
0: so phil i have to i have to disagree with your rating
1: I don't care what you think. I wanna... I,
0: I know. I know. I just want to tell you. So I'm giving it a four out of five. Why? I did not have the emotional connection with it that I needed to take it up higher.
1: There were no points of freak out for you?
0: No. Like, I don't know. I don't know. What? Like, What do you mean by freak out? Like...
1: Like there, there was nothing that really like hit you. Like when Charlize Theron realizes that, when Furiosa realizes that her like little village is gone and like there's no green place anymore. All this. place Well, it she was definitely. It to.
0: I was definitely sad, but at the same time, like clearly she hadn't been there forever, like in a long, long time, and like I don't know. Maybe if they would have given us a little bit more about that, like maybe a flashback to her childhood or something, just like a quick something, so I could see what it used to be, but. I don't know, and uh, those walkers were insane looking though. Yeah, looked look like something out of them. Cirque
1: du Soleil. Yes, yes, that's that is it. I was trying to
0: figure out what it was. That's yep. it. It's Cirque du Soleil. Um. Anyway, so I I just didn't connect that deeply with any of the characters. You know, Mad Max has nothing to lose. I have no reason to like really truly care about him because he doesn't. You know what I mean? He dies. He's with his family. he's better off probably. But like, Charlize Theron, you know, she doesn't have anything other than helping these these like slave girls. These slave girls, they're all just really beautiful. Like they're gonna be just fine. They did have to. They did have to get it on with the Morta Joe, and that was pretty gross. Yeah. About. And yeah. what about the crazy people that the ladies that were pumping out the the mother's, <laughs> the mother's milk? milk? Oh <laughs> yeah. man, that was like when it cut to them. I was like, what the. So, so what? So what I'm
1: excited to find out is, Humongous, the bad guy in 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 the Road Warrior, hmm. right? He has to be related. He has to, to be more related to Morda Joe. To Morda because I can't remember. Was the he m-
0: was he one of those guys? Like one of the other guys that were in the caravan chasing them down?
1: I don't think like, so. Was he the dude with the messed up feet? No, no, oh. that was the people leader or whatever. Oh yeah, and then weird nose thing. Yeah, like his nose had been bitten off or something Ugh, gross
0: Yeah, but all of that detail was so well done Like all of the detail in all the costuming And in all the sets It was just so spectacular Like not once did I get pulled out because of any of the sets This isn't even a four and a half for
1: you Like it's not even a four and a half, it's a four You're like talking about how good this is It's got an 8.8 on IMDb like that's even closer to a four point five than I, what you're getting. I could it's probably got a give ninety ninety-eight percent fu- on Rotten Tomatoes and 89% on Metacritic. I
0: could probably give it a four and a half, but it's just not it's not all the way to a five for me. The emotion just did not grab me. Maybe it was because I didn't
1: see it with you. Maybe, because I was oh my gosh. Because you were gooing. Ugh. Well, you were squeeing all over. Like so hard. I could see you, like you
0: couldn't even stay in your seat. You were like up out of your seat, running around, just screaming in the well, theater, just so running back
1: and forth across the front of the screen, <laughs> like a kid, like a kid <laughs> watching Star Wars. <laughs> well, so for me, right, I'm like watching it, and I'm uh, okay. So I watched it at the new theater out here. It's called Violet Crown. There's only two. There's oh, one yeah. in. Austin. You said it was nice. There's one in Austin, one here. So it's a it's a really nice posh theater. It's like you can order craft beers and you can order like really good like like gastropub food and take it in with you and you go what into the leather recliner like? leather um, recliner seats um really small theaters so really intimate groups but really clean digital pro- projection i mean it's, it's nice oh nice nice and um and it's so in santa fe yeah there's one in santa fe wow yeah so here i'm trying to you guys
0: you guys hit the lottery you know why do you guys deserve a good theater
1: because we're like hipster out here too.
0: But from everything I've heard, you guys are just a piece of crap town,
1: and you it's don't deserve
0: anything nice.
1: Pretty crappy. It's pretty crappy, and yeah, there's really, really nice things because there's lots of really rich people out here, and there's lots of stuff that's not. Anyway, I cannot find um, what it is, but the humongous, the guy who plays humongous in, in fur in in. in- Thunderdome? Yeah, he's just, I feel like he has to be, oh, that's what I'm looking for, hold on I'm looking for the name of Morden Joe's um, son, Rictus uh, Rictus Erectus. big giant dude? Yeah, his name is Rictus Erectus <laughs> Right <laughs> So great <laughs> They're just great names.
0: Yeah It's really well written and really well done, like I'm really excited to see what the next one is. I'm excited to see Fury Road again I, It's gonna be good
1: Yeah, I'm watching it again in theaters. Like, I have to go. I still want to see Avengers again in theaters. Yeah, I wonder how much I'd enjoy it this time. Hold on. Let me get the name of of Humongous here. It was 1981, and the bad guy's name is The Humongous. It's just The Humongous. Hmm. Anyway, okay, maybe maybe they're not related, but I feel like he should be, and I feel like he needs to be, because he, he kept... Saying weird things, similar that reminded me of the Humongous.
0: Humongous, among Us.
1: Yep. So.
0: Well, this was a great, great, great film, and I agree. I think everybody should go and see it.
1: And if they don't, then they're idiots. It's a five. It's a five out of five. I don't care what Mike says. Well, this is four and a half just for you. Just some numbers. Production budget one hundred fifty million. It's already grossed one hundred twenty worldwide. Fifty five million of that in the domestic, sixty five foreign. Um, and it is the number one ranked film grossing in the entire Mad Max series. Of course. Yep. And it is the number one widest R-rated opening of all time. And I wouldn't even say it was a really hard R. I wouldn't either. There's definitely some, like, creepy stuff. Yeah. But they did a really good job of hiding a lot of the really violent things. Like, the really grotesque things. Like, there were chainsaws and things like that. And you knew people were getting hurt, but you didn't see it.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So. Well, you heard it here, belly buttons. Go and see Mad Max Fury Road because it's got a ringing endorsement from Phil and Mike. All right. Thanks, Mellers. Bye-bye.